Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, CC. Welcome to our witty podcast, Terry Curran's The Curran View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening to the first half free on either Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via either Apple or become a patron or the w's.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Curran View or on Facebook, The Current View, or join the group, which is over 3,000 strong now. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Are you doing a bit of furniture removal, TC? No, I'm just... Uh, if I'm honest, I forgot all about you for tonight. <laughs> we usually do it on a Tuesday, but I, I've had a few uh, bits and bats about to sort out, so... Yeah. I'm just getting uh, Jock's um, snap ready for in the morning for for work, so... So if you do, if I'm moving a little bit, excuse me. I won't be two minutes. So just remind me how old Jock is. Twenty-one. Twenty, and you still have to make his food for tomorrow for work. Well, I keep telling you all what's happened to the society <laughs> and what the teacher at school right, is being criminal. Yeah, I gotta say, Sam does exactly the same for Tom. And he's 30, so it doesn't change. I do get up at half five in the morning and make my own food. I'm more than capable. Having said that, I yeah, am we're 58. The last generation. <laughs> that's, that's the last. I, I don't know if we're lucky or unlucky. Yeah, I think we're damn But I look, at it, I look at it like that. We were taught the right things, weren't we? Absolutely, TC. There's many players that have been taught the right things and produced the right things the weekend. What magic moments have you sourced for us this week, TC? Well, again, I'm going to go for two of my old clubs. I'm not being biased. But as usual, as we say it every week, you know, you look at Mo Salah last night, incredible, he comes on and scores three absolutely spectacular goals. But I'm going to go for uh, Anobi, his goal uh, against Man United on Saturday, yeah, uh, Sunday. And uh, Barry Bannon's bit of magic, because uh, we call it the magic moment. Yes. When he uh, he's going the other way, flicked it through his through, through, through his leg, well, behind his leg, and and went just scored from it. The second goal. I don't know if you've seen it, but fantastic, it brilliant, absolutely brilliant piece of magic. Absolutely. Intuition, it. You know what I mean? Just absolutely those type of things. Throw you can do as much defending as you want. That type of thing throws people out of out of the way. Um, unbelievable, superb TC. I gotta say as well in. In terms of last night, I was absolutely cream crackered, and I went up to bed after about forty minutes of the uh, of the uh, Rangers versus Liverpool game. It was one one, and um, when Sam come up and and must have woke me up, the TV was still on, and my in my blurred vision, I looked and I thought, 
I'm sure that looks like Rangers 1, Liverpool 7. I said, Bab, does that say 1-7 to Liverpool? She said, it, it does. I said, no, they ain't scored six goals in the second half. And my word, did they go to town on Rangers. And just shows the gulf in class between the uh, the Scottish teams and some of the other teams in European competition. And we're going to be talking about that later in the topics of the week. On that, what you're mentioning, yeah. uh, I went to watch a joke last night and yeah. they were 2 0 down. And I'm thinking, what an absolutely pathetic match this was. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I come home, but I had to go to Janet's, but I weren't feeling well. I went to bed. Yeah. And when I, uh, when I got up this morning, Jock told me, he said, they'd won 4 2. I couldn't believe that they'd won 4 2. You know, so football is just unbelievable. Yeah. But I think we do have to excuse Celtic and Rangers because we do know the massive football prepared yes. them. Yeah. They can only buy certain individual players. Correct. You know, and that's what we've got. To, I mean, I tell my brother this morning, David, mm. he said, there's a gulf. Well, we know there's a gulf. That's, I don't like using the word rocket science because, it, 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 yeah. you know, there's a massive goal. When you look at Rangers and Celtics signing the players they sign, mm-hmm. they're only nine to nothing. Yeah. You know, because they're never going to compete uh, uh, with the big teams in Europe. Well, let's be honest. They've got championship players and they're playing in the Champions League. It ain't going to happen. They're going to get no. absolutely smashed. And so will other teams. And I think that, again, we will talk about it later, the, the ASL. It's not off the the, uh, the football menu. It's on the back burner and they're just waiting for um, for the court case. I think it I think it's on the 15th of December that it gets sorted and then we'll know more after. But my magic moments were um, Paquita's control last week in Europe. <laughs> When the ball, it was just, I mean, it was just filthy, wasn't it? And I just love that. And then the player tried to kick him a couple of times after then. That kid looks fantastic. When West Ham play now, I turn the telly on to see if Paquita's uh, playing and and watch him and see what he can do because he looks some player. Uh, easy makes it look as. Uh, He's so composed. Composure personified. His goal last weekend, absolute quality. And I think that, again, before he got injured, was in my uh, England squad. I'm, I'm hoping that getting back to full fitness, scoring goals like that, performing like that week in, week out for uh, Crystal Palace, will get him back in the England squad because I think he's a fabulous player. Barry Bannon's goal was sublime. But... The, <laughs> But the goal that I've picked and the sublime, my magic moment this week is Paul Smythe's goal for Orient. Oh, my yes. word. He's I, just I, flicked I, it up and smashed it, ain't he? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a goal. But it's great that we see we can see those goals. You know, yeah. years ago, unless they were on match at day, we would never see them, would they? No, because we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have cameras at all the grounds. And and now we have, and it's great. So we're seeing all the games and we're seeing a lot more mundane stuff, but we are seeing magic moments and more of them because everything is being recorded. So, you know, it's great. And uh, long may it continue and uh, players keep producing magic moments because after all said and done, too, that's what the game's all about watching magic moments and thinking, I'll watch that player again. 
because I enjoyed his performance and I want to see him produce more of it. Exactly. We all want to see we all want to see his teams win. Yeah. We all want to see some individual performances. Yeah. You know, uh, we know there's no right way wrong there's no right or wrong way to play football as long as you're winning. Mm. But I'm like you, like Udi and all the rest of them. We we want to see teams play football. Yeah. Uh, and absolutely uh play with uh well without fear, with flair. Yes. And and, and put on an entertainment as well. Yeah. That's what football is. It's an ed- entertainment. Football's an art form. It ain't a science. It's not put on there to, you know, bore people. You turn up and you think, oh, God, that was absolute dirge. Football is there to be entertaining. And that that's as I like to watch the game and be entertained and be excited and think, well, then players have produced something that I couldn't produce. And, um, and, and, and I'm entertained. I've enjoyed the game. I've loved watching it, rather than you watch it because you think that you have to. And that's well, what was, legions I, of law fans do up and down the country every week. I was watching Arsenal tonight. Yeah, I didn't see uh, that game. One one and I, I said to Jock, turn this over. And I, 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 I like Arteta. Yeah. You don't be shouting for Arteta more than me. Absolutely. And the football they play is, is great, but oh, it was so boring. I, mm. I just turned. I said to Jock, turn it up, but. Put another match on. Yeah. I'd done a, a, my 70s, my 70s, a Legends of the 70s interview with uh, Dennis Mortimer this week and Tommy Hutchinson, i got to say. Uh, we'll talk about Tommy a little bit more in Stars of the 70s. But uh, Dennis was, was talking about the 1977 League Cup final at Wembley and said what an absolute awful game of football it was. I think Everton recorded 65 back passes and he says it was absolutely, it was just an awful game. You look forward so much to going to Wembley and playing in a cup final and it, and it was terrible. He said you well, wouldn't have... lead the manager there for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. We are being disrespectful Absolutely. to them. You know, they are nice guys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that's what's happened to football, that type of thing. He was a right back at Villa, wasn't he, years and years ago? But I remember when when I'd done a, a Legends interview with Malcolm McDonald and one of the um, the journalists had phoned up Malcolm and said, Harvey's been sacked, you know, we've got a, a new manager. Have a guess who it is. So he's gone through a few names. And, um, and they said, uh, no, Malcolm, it, it's Gordon Lee. And Malcolm's answer was, who? And they actually printed that in the uh, local New Newcastle paper, Gordon Who by Malcolm McDonald. Yeah, it, it didn't go down very well with Gordon, but Malcolm didn't Malcolm go down very well. Gordon, with him. But, but Malcolm were right. Absolutely, yeah. Like who? You're having a laugh, ain't you? You know, the, the thing is, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the media or whether people working on television, yeah. I mean, some of them do talk on the backside at times, mm. on the tactical side of the game. Yeah, yeah. But they do get paid to, 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 to give the opinions. Yeah. So I don't mind that. Absolutely. I mean, you can look at it and think, well, what's he talking about there? Mm. But yeah. at least Malcolm will be honest about it. Yeah, he, did, he, he didn't know who it was. Who. <laughs> it's not, and that's the, that's the problem that, you know, you look at some of these managers and you wonder how they got the gig and not just now, but back then in the day. And it, and it's incredible. And you've always said this and you're absolutely spot on. When, he, when you're at a big club, 
You need a big personality. You need a, a big manager. You've got manager. to wangle. You've got to exactly. wangle the big players. Yeah. And and let me. They all scream out all these in, intellects of intelligent people in football, mm. and all experts from the from the media side of it. They all speak about. Well, they haven't got the badges. Well, look how many badges a lot of these have got, and mm. how many fail. I bet yeah. there's more fail. Yeah. Uh, what's got the badges from a certain period of football? To them, what didn't have the badges, badges to yeah. these ones now, mm -hmm. because we haven't had an English manager. We haven't had an English manager. What's won the Premier League yet? No, we haven't. It's I'm incredible. talking about an English manager. No, we haven't. Right? No, not British, English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and we've only got twenty nine percent, maybe thirty percent, but mm -hmm. I think it's twenty nine percent yeah. of English players playing in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, I, that's I, how good our coaching is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to Woody today, and um, and we were on about this, and you know, now we've got five. Uh, well, can use five substitutes. The extra two should be homegrown players, not these stars, these these international players that you, you bring in to bolster your squad, and then you know, if it ain't going for you with a few minutes, well, twenty minutes to go, you can stick four international star players on to make a difference. No, no, no. You can have three players as your substitute. You want an extra two, they have to be from your academy. And Alan the said... Thing, the thing about all that, and I will agree with you to a certain extent, yeah. but the problem is, what's the point in having two English, player, young English players on the bench if they're not up to it? No, no, no. What, what, no. what, what we were saying is that these players are up to it, aren't they? When you look well, at you look at you know Carl Palmer, I've seen better players. I've seen better players than what some of these managers yeah. take and push and push. Mm -hmm. uh, being the superstar, let me tell you something. I think Redamo comes back at me on this. If he's worth two hundred million pound, then I'm worth a billion pound, and I'm injured. Yeah, the boy at West Ham. What one? The midfield player, what they all rant and rave about. Yeah, Declan Rice. I've never got him. Declan Rice. And never that's not honourable to him because no. he's a good player. I like right? him, nice these, kid. These mm. experts push him. Yeah. You know, he's worth 200 million. Mm. They're, they're living in cuckoo land. Bellingham's, cuckoo the land. Bellingham's the latest one. You know, they're all raving and blowing smoke up his backside. He's a good player. He's decent. But worth all that money? Yeah, but I don't think so. Funny, is that because he's black? So they want to push, you know, the next black superstar type of thing? Could be, you know. Yeah, it could be. Let's push somebody. Mm. Well, if he's black, Chinese, born in England, mm. Indian, born in England, but but has got all the natural ability to go and win a football match for the national team or for his team. I'm, I'll agree with that all day long. But but you know these days too, especially with the English, they. I mean, Al always says they wouldn't. It's been so long since I've seen a decent player. They don't recognise one. And this is the thing: we have all these box-to-box -box midfield I've players. Never recognised one. You tell me when the. You tell me, we had Jimmy Greaves. Yeah. yeah. All right, they won the World Cup. They mm. won the World Cup without him. But yeah, yeah. Jimmy Greaves has got to be the finest goal scorer we've ever produced. Hundred percent. Right. And he could have fetched him back for the semi-final. He didn't. Yes, he could have. Yeah. Well. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Once you win, they're not going to change it then. And it's going to be fine. That's why I get that. Mm. But you look at Hudson, three games. You look at Stan Bowles, Two games. Yeah. Charlie George, 67 minutes. Frank mm. Worthington, Tony Kelly, 25. I think Stan you know, had five, Tony, didn't he? Yeah. You know, sorry? I think Stan had five, didn't he? Alan had two. Yeah, well, something like that. Mm. Five, yeah, yeah, two, yeah. one. You know. No hit so, there enough, I know. And listen, and Gazza were, were forced on him. We got, and they all turned out right, but let me... And even Gazza finished up liking it, Bobby Robson. Mm. That were forced on him. And I'm not being honorable. They were forced on him. Yeah, it was. I mean, if it won for that game against Czechoslovakia in in April, Gaza and he didn't. I mean, Gaza was superb that night. Um, and he, it worked the game. A... It, it worked the game. It was Gaza because he could play yeah, under yeah. any pressure. Absolutely, but what I'm Whereas saying is, some players, some players haven't played under any pressure. No. They can't play under that type of pressure. Gaza went. I'll show you whether you're going to play me or not. Yeah, right. I'm going to force it, but he he, he did force it. Yeah, he did. But but if Gaza had have had a poor game, he wouldn't have gone to the World oh, Cup. Yes. He, he would not have gone to the World Cup. That was but the Gaza, game Gaza, that cemented him. 100%. But Gaza believes in his... It's like, yeah, but you believe in your own ability. Yeah. Paul Scholes, another brilliant midfield player, high quality. We haven't had many, but Scholes and, and Gaza are the last two, really, if you like, that, that were what I call, yeah, technical proper football I'm players. I'm not talking about box-to-box players. No, I'm neither am I. Absolutely. Players. And Glenn Ardle. Lampard and Jebbard were box-to-box players. 100%. 100%. Nowhere near the same ability as Scholes and Gascoigne and Glenn Ardle. And, and over the last past, what, 30, 40 years, them are the only three we've had. And we ain't known how to, how to play well, any of them. Well, having said that, we, we, we've had, we've had uh, Letizia and Glenn, yeah. would, you, would you yeah. pick him? Yeah, absolutely. Matt is another one. But, you know, but again, we don't know how to play these when, players. When he played him, in, he played him in, a, in a B team, did Oddle, mm. and he went to score in that. He still didn't take him. No. We just don't know how to play these players. And that's the problem. We're great at box-to-box. Box and we look at someone and go, oh, he's got a great engine. He can run all day long. Well, great. Put him in the athletics team. But for a football team, we need football players. And that's why we continue to fail. But again, going back to what Al was saying, when it was in America in the NASL, they, they had to have at least four homegrown Americans that played uh, in the team. And I think that going forward, if, if nations adopted that, it would be beneficial for the youngsters coming through and for uh, for, for the national team as well. I just Like I just said to you, I don't dispute that, mm. but I've seen what yeah. the type of player the, our managers push. Yeah. 
I've seen them. They're not yeah, up yeah, to yeah. it. Mm. Well, they're up to it, but not up to not up to this level of being, you know, what's going to win you a World Cup or yeah. European Championship. Mm. Anyhow, moving on to so put corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. Uh, Andy always sends us a book, recommends a book, and this week he recommends uh, Bobby Charlton, uh, Sir Bobby Charlton, the autobiography, My Manchester United Years. A very thick book. I mean, what a career Bobby had. And yesterday, on the 11th of October, 1937, Bobby was born. It makes him 85 years young yesterday. 754 games for Manchester United, and he retired at the bridge on the 28th of April, 1973. What a player. Oh, absolutely. Diamond. Yeah. Left foot, right foot, great balance, quick. Score goals, definitely world class player. What can 100%. you say more, more about that? Hundred percent, so unbelievable. Hundred percent, what a player. Uh, second up is um, a book I haven't got yet, but uh, I shall be. And I'm doing a podcast with Gary Edwards, who's written it. Uh, summer of '63, Revy's plan for Leeds United. That was the summer. I think we briefly talked about it on the uh, the podcast last week. But that was the summer of '63 that Revy put down his blueprint, his Revy plan for Leeds United, and they went from strength to strength. And within two seasons, they got to the final of the FA Cup. Uh, by goal average, they missed out on the uh, Football League Championship. They would have won the double in the first season in the old first division. So I'm looking forward to uh, interviewing uh, Gary and doing a, a book corner extra time with him. And one of the most influential players that Leeds United ever bought, the wee barra, Bobby Collins, so oh. instrumental in the re- well, the development, not redevelopment, because before Revy, there was really no Leeds United. He put Leeds on the map, and Bobby Collins was uh, instrumental in that uh, that building, the fabulous Leeds team the, um, that really dominated English football should have Europe, but got cheated out of two finals between 1968 to about uh, 1974-75. If they'd had a great goalkeeper like Clemens, yes, they'd have won, they would have won more. Yeah, but there's two points to to all that. That yeah. was one of them, and the other point is this: mm-hmm. at the same time, Liverpool yes. under Shankly mm-hmm. came out of the second division, but sustained it, I think, a lot longer than what Liverpool. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, without a doubt. You I mean, uh, Shanks, Shanks took over well, in the 16, well, didn't they? What, what I should have said was Liverpool sustained it longer mm. because then it all comes in was Bob Paisley takes yep. it on and the other two did well to, to win a European Cup between them, didn't they? Um, Fagan and uh, Moran. Yeah, they they they, they were know. all part of the boot room, and and Shanks yes. did that. Revy had a plan, and um, and it was a it was a great plan. I mean, they they done fabulous, but after Revy, it did taper off, and it it fell fell to pieces at the seams. You're right with Liverpool, they passed it on. Shanks passed it on to Paisley. Paisley passed it on, and it was that boot room, that mentality. 
that 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 knowledge and know how and how Liverpool played and that didn't change for for probably thirty years and and that was well, the exactly. foundations built by the great Bill Shankly and the boot. But room. all these, all these, all these, mm-hmm. uh, Liverpool added players to it. Absolutely. Leeds didn't. They let no. that they, they let that great team mm. become old players. But again, Manchester United did that as well, didn't they? Well, a few yeah, well, Manchester, years that's earlier. Why, that, well, that's why. I, I mean, we can all use everything else. I mean, you probably would have got frustrated as all team all yeah. players would do. You know, losing out, all the best players leaving, mm-hmm. poor managers coming in. That's why probably George did went down the yeah. road he went down. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it could have been a you know a purpose for him to to go and do it. He, cer- he certainly did say that. You know, United were bringing in inferior players. He, you know, didn't mention them, of course. He's too professional for that. But it did seem to lead to George's demise. Um, and there was there was speculation at the time, uh, early 70s, that he was going to go to Stamford Bridge and, and join Chelsea. But uh, Dave Sexton wouldn't uh, sanction that. And George stayed at United and then went missing, etc., etc. But how do you break up such a great team like the United team and then the Leeds United? It's good management knowing when to bring in new players and um, and get rid of it. And I, and I guess, really, you could argue how fantastic Tommy Doherty did because in that one season, um, uh, Bobby Charlton retired. Uh, he sold Dennis Law, or I think he freed him, didn't he, to Manchester City, and uh, and George Best went as well. And and um, I'll tell you how you do it. You just mentioned it. Mm. You get an elite manager. Yeah. Who's going to win? Who's going to handle elite players? Yeah. And I don't give a damn who it is. It's my idol, George Best. Yeah. This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to toe the line. Yeah. I'm going to bring players in for you. Yeah. Right. Mm. And they're going to be able to match your ability because we want to win another European Cup. We want to win another win a league title. We're Manchester United. Yeah. We're the biggest supporter club in the land. Whether people like it or whether not, that's what Man United should have gone. That's how they should have gone about it. Absolutely. But ultimately, they did when Doherty come in, but got relegated, and then Doherty brought them back up. And you know, within a couple of seasons. They were uh, up in FA Cup finals, almost winning league championships. United really were reborn. But it just shows you what a, a fantastic job Tommy Doherty did at Manchester United. And it was sad that what the way it ended with uh, with Tommy at Man United. Because if Tommy would have stayed on, who knows what he could have done with the, with that football club. Great it, won't be the first, it won't be the first of the thing, it won't be the last. Absolutely. But... but... But it, you know, doing it with one of your work colleagues, yes, is a little bit more. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, it, yeah. it's on it's, it's on the boundaries, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, uh, but but I say, what a great job that he'd done. And uh, moving on to the third book. Well, there's two books here, three and four. Um, Brian Little, My Aston Villa, Over 50 Years of Claret and Blue Memories with Peter White. Pedro Blanco, his, uh, his good friend, uh, and his autobiography, uh, Little Is Enough. Gareth Southgate actually writes the foreword for that book, but two fantastic books there of Brian Little. And we have done a Legends of the 70s podcast with Brian. A great listen, all the W's dot. 
Patreon.com, Patreon, sorry, all the W's.patreon.com forward slash SRB media. And we will be going out, Tales at Mavericks, tell with uh, a tale from Brian Little at the very end. How um, many books has Brian done then? He's, he's do, yeah, he's done that one. Um, I was fortunate enough to do an interview with uh, Brian, a Legends interview, on the day that his first book, A Little Is Enough, uh, came out. And since that book, he's had another book with his good friend of, of many years, a journalist uh, from these parts who lives now in the Isle of Wight. Peter White from the Isle of Wight. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brian said they, he thinks that they named the island after him when he went and lived there. But he's, he's a right character, you know, Brian Little. Such a funny man. Some great stories. I mean, I remember the one that he was telling me. I mean, it's all in the books, of course. So buy the books, guys. It was when he, um, he was only a kid. And he, uh, he was on two goals and he, he'd um, just, I think it was just before half time. Or there weren't long, long to go in the, the first half. And I'm almost certain it was against Oldham. And, um, and Brian tried to not make the goalkeeper from a, from a penalty. And then the goal, the goal, he saved it, and he said Saunders went absolutely ballistic at half time. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like me, me and Joe. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. But he, I mean, he, they didn't get on. Um, I mean, they didn't get on. Brian Little and uh, Ron Saunders. Even after Brian had retired and Ron had retired, he went up to introduce. You know, thanks, uh, Mr. Saunders, for all that you've done, and I took a lot of what you taught me into my managerial career and sort of just turned away and walked, turned around and walked away. It, it just, they didn't get out. I mean, he used to say to Brian, do you know what? I'd love to punch you in the face. And Brian would say, well, if it makes you feel better. He looks like it. that. He looks like that type of person though did Ron, didn't he? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. He, he was he was such a character, you know, Ron Saunders. I mean, again, there isn't a book. There's many I've come across books. A few times. I played against him a few times. He played against his team a few times. Oh yeah, I mean they were, they were a cracking side. He, he, he were he were crackers on the on the touchline. I was, you know, I was. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was telling telling me uh, the semi final, not the semi final. Yeah, it was the semi final, nineteen seventy three. They they played Chelsea. Um, they knocked Chelsea out over the two legs and, and got to uh, to Wembley. Uh, did Norwich City got got beat then? Um, Ralph Coates wasn't it? Scored. Ralph um, Coates. Yeah, yeah scored for, uh, for for Tottenham. But um, yes, yeah, Saunders, he, he was such a character, and I reckon he got a really good sense of humour as well. If you got to know him, Dennis knew him obviously very well, being the captain. And De- Dennis never had any crosswords, but Dennis was an older pro. But Tony Morley and Gary Shaw and um, Brian Little and, and a number of the other younger lads had one or two run-ins with Saunders. Andy Gray was another one that, that had yeah, run-ins would, with Saunders. I would imagine Andy and I would imagine um, mm-hmm. the winger, what, Morley, Tony Morley. I would Tony Morley, yeah. But, he, I mean, he, he used to do it on purpose to wind them up, to get performances. The more that I listened to did the boys... Andy, did they buy Andy when, uh, after he got injured? They, sure. um, they they bought in Andy from Dundee United. He he come down from Scotland. Yeah. Ron Saunders had never seen Andy play. It was No, but did it, was he injured, sure, when they bought Andy? Or did they... No, no, Keith Leonard. 
Uh, Keith Leonard was playing up front with Brian, and Keith got um That's right. got Andy a bad injury. With Brian, that yeah, right, he did. Yeah, yeah. And they they formed, and then Peter Andy with got injured, then Andy got injured, didn't he? Andy got but, quite a few injuries uh, during and, and his then, career. That's then. when he get, that's when he broke into it. Then sure. Well, what happened? And then he got injured, didn't he? Well, what happened then? A Serbian 